Hey, this is Billy McPeak, pastor of Grace Point Church. And this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you and motivates you. I hope it builds your faith. I pray it gives you a perspective to see God moving in your life. Enjoy the message. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I want to speak to us this morning about immovable faith. Immovable faith. Last week we talked about the unshakable life. And, and so I want to speak to us this morning about immovable faith. You may say, well, those go hand in hand and in some respect they do. And yet uh, faith is uh, something that we have to um, keep a hold on at all times because of the transitory nature of this world and and the events of our lives. And so 1 Corinthians 15, 58. I'm not going to read the whole, the whole chapter here. Just 58. It says, Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now there's a quantification there concerning our labor. Because often we get very uh, discontent in our labor. But he said, know this, that your labor is not in vain. It's not without substance. It's not without effect. It's not without power in the Lord. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 2 says this, That ye be not soon shaken in mind. Or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter from us as that day of Christ is at hand. There were some people in the church saying, hey, Jesus has already come and you missed it. And so Paul, Paul admonishes the church. He says, listen, don't be shaken in mind. Don't be troubled neither in spirit nor in word or in letter from us. He said, don't get, don't get worried that you've missed that great catching away. By the way, it will happen. Jesus is coming soon. So 2 Thessalonians, 1 Corinthians kind of go hand in hand because 1 Corinthians 15 talks about the saint and it talks about the, the catching away and says that we, we, you know, we which um, are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. He talks about the resurrected life and about baptism and, and all of these things and then he comes down and he says, therefore, because of all of these things, because of what Christ has done, I don't want you... To be shaken. I want you to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Hebrews 10:35 says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Confidence is something that we all deal with. Some people are very arrogant, and they call it confidence. When you're confident in something, it's not so much an arrogance about it, but you, you have a determination that I'll be able to do what I have set out to accomplish. There's a big difference between confidence and arrogance. And, um, and so he says, don't cast away your confidence. 
Casting away speaks of just taking like a coat and throwing it away and throwing it on the back of the chair or the nightstand or uh, on your elliptical machine that you never use anymore. Uh, but he says, he says, don't cast it away. Hold on to it because it has great reward. You're going to come through this. You're going to make it. And so I want to talk to us about immovable faith this morning. Now, if, if you're a Christian, you're in a very fierce and ferocious war. In fact, you're in a life and death battle for your faith. Satan is determined to shipwreck and destroy the faith of all of God's elect. That's what he sets out to do. And the stronger your faith, the greater this attack will be against it. You see, immovable faith... In Jesus causes hell to rage. Nothing poses a greater threat to Satan's kingdom than a man or a woman who has immovable faith. You say, well, why is that, Pastor? Well, it's because it is by faith and its released power that Satan's kingdom is subdued. By faith, righteousness is born. Demonic influence and fires are quenched and God's promises are ordained by the mouths and the mouths of lions are shut. And so there's there's an ordaining or a stamp of approval that's put upon the life of the believer. And so to be steadfast and immovable is to be spiritually grounded. Amen. Spiritually grounded. A steadfast person knows what he believes and cannot be tossed back and forth by any wave of doctrine or by what's going on in the world or what uh, the news pundits are saying or what Washington is doing or not doing, by what your family is saying or not saying, by what your enemies are doing to you. You can't be moved by what's going on Around you. Look at your neighbor and say, I can't be moved. We used to sing a song years ago I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. Amen. And you're planted. Amen. You know, a tree doesn't get up and decide it wants to be by a different body of water. I'm I'm not going to be moved. And so the apostle Peter understood and came under a very ferocious attack against his faith. And his trust in Jesus so enraged hell that Satan had asked actually permission to sift him to see if he would stand. Jesus said to Peter, he said, Simon, Simon, or Peter, Peter. But he says, Simon, Simon, because when you, when you, talk about Simon and Peter. Peter uh, means a small stone. It means something that's going to stand. But he says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. What's so great about this is that he says, Satan's wanting you I have prayed for you, and when you look into it, 
you're going to fail. You're going to fail. But when you're converted, when you turn, I want you to strengthen the brethren. Amen. God knows that we're going to fail at times. Even Jesus knew that Peter was going to fail. But he said, listen, when you are converted, when you come into power, when you turn from what uh, what has caused you to fail, I want you to strengthen the brethren. So failure is not um, a, a, a factor in our lives that says that I will never succeed. You will succeed. The Bible says a righteous man falleth seven times, but... He gets back up again. So God has given each and every one of us a powerful weapon to use against Satan's attacks on our faith. Scripture says that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Amen. And so there are those that have already went through what you're going through and been where you've been. And they're on the sidelines of life, in the grandstands of life. You can't see them, but hopefully you can feel them as they shout, you can make it. Your faith can take it. You've got faith for the journey. I may not have went through this part, but somebody has, and you can make it through this place in life. The Bible says to run with patience the race that is set before you. Speaks of the one that endures to the end is the one that shall be saved. And the truth is, is that this works. We are overcomers. You are more than able. You are able to overcome. And so my encouragement to you today is to keep on because you can overcome the hard times that come your way in life. Amen. You're more than an overcomer. See, when God puts a promise in your heart, you have to come to the place where you believe it's going to happen so strongly that nothing can talk you out of it. I'm going to hold on to the promise. God has promised in his word to keep you through hard times. He says, lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. It may seem impossible what you're going through. The medical report may say there's no way you're going to get well. The financial situation says business is so slow, you'll never recover. You're not going to make it. All the circumstances surrounding you may tell you you'll never accomplish your dreams. You'll never meet the right person. Or you'll never be restored to that place that you want to be, that you used to be. Deep down inside of you, you've got to have this confidence, this knowing that God is still on the throne. And that he is bigger than any obstacle. And that he has a plan for you that's greater than what you could ever dream up for yourself. And that if God can be for you, who can be against you? He is a God of all your battles and that he is fighting for you and making a way for you in the midst of the battle of life. Amen. You serve a mighty God. Amen. Somebody's getting it this morning. See, instead of getting discouraged, you get up in the morning thanking God that the answer is on the way. Instead of talking about how big the promise is, the problem is, you go through the day talking about how big your God is. Amen. And we serve a mighty God. 
When the negative thoughts come saying it's impossible, it's been too long, you let that go in one ear and out the other. You set your mind in one direction. I'm setting my mind on victory. I'm setting my mind on favor. I'm setting my mind on healing. And I'm setting my mind on restoration. Amen. We serve a mighty God. So you've got to know that the moment you prayed, that God set the miracle in motion. It may take longer than you expected. It may not come when you want to. But can I tell you today, God didn't bring you this far to leave you. He didn't bring you this far, amen, to let you be disappointed. Amen. You've got to be fully persuaded. Fully persuaded that what God said he would do, he will do. That's immovable faith. You know, we live in a very transient society. People moving from here to there. And we can get from one place to another in just a moment notice some of you drove a lot farther than others but if you had given a hundred years ago you wouldn't be here today because of how many miles you would have had to traverse to get here you would have to actually leave yesterday to get here today but because of the modes of transportation that we have we can be uh, from a long a long way off and get here in a short amount of time and oftentimes we want God to move that way in our lives but it don't always happen like that the fact is is that some promises take a long time Abraham waited 25 years for the promise to come to fruition David waited 13 years before he came to the throne at Hebron The children of Israel waited 430 years in Egyptian bondage and 70 years in Babylonian captivity later on. The promise of a Messiah was more than 4,000 years from conception to birth, but that doesn't mean that God's not on the throne. See, the promise of the flower is in the seed, and the promise of the fruit is in the seed. The promise of the crop is in the seed. Ecclesiastes said there's seed time and there's harvest time. And each has its own time of germination. Germination is that period from from the time of planting until it becomes what it's supposed to be. But can I tell you that germination periods differ according to the soil and the seed. Some bloom faster, some bloom later. Some should bloom at the same time. But sometimes we're in the wrong soil. We're in the wrong place. We're surrounded by the wrong people. We're surrounded by the wrong thoughts. We got the wrong things going on in our lives. We're not believing God like we should be believing God. And so we're not seeing what we want to see. We get disenchanted. We get disoriented. We get upset. We we get disgruntled. We start complaining and, and thinking that God's not working for us. And so the seed is not growing in the manner that we want it to grow. And yet sometimes we're in the right place. And sometimes we're in the right soil sometimes we're surrounded by the right people and we've got the right nourishment of the word and we're praying and we're seeking God and the water's running through our lives and we're not seeing the answer come the way we want it to come but can I tell you that God is watching you and God knows where you are and in God's timing God will bring it to pass amen look at your neighbor and say it's on its way 
Hallelujah. See, see if, if God made everything happen when we wanted it to happen, then faith would not be needed. But the fact is, growth is stimulated during difficult times. You know, we, we've, I, I've always used the story, the analogy of the butterfly, but, you know, the, the fact of the matter the, of, of the caterpillar going into, uh, uh, it going into the leaf of making a cocoon and eventually coming out as a, a wonderful butterfly um, is very significant in the, in, in the life of that butterfly being and becoming what he's supposed to. And oftentimes when you see him wiggling in the cocoon, you know, as a child, maybe you see a little life in that cocoon and you think, well, I'll peel back the layers of the cocoon and let the little fellow out. But what you don't realize is that as you peel back the layers and you let him, let him out, you're doing a great disservice. And God knows that, that you need to stay many times encapsulated in that thing until you develop the power that you need to break beyond the thing that's holding you in so that when you do come out, you can fly and you can soar like an eagle. Amen. If God be for you, who can be against you? See, we, we grow when our faith is being stretched. We grow when we believe and, and we don't see any, any reason to believe. We grow when we stay faithful when our mind is saying, you're wasting your time. We grow when we give God praise, but we really feel like complaining. See, that's passing the test. That's groanings that can't be uttered. We've been talking about prayer, and, and um, I, I think about prayer. And it's not so much in articulation as it is in position. And the Word says that there are times when we're in prayer, and we're praying in spirit, and we're praying with groanings that can't be uttered. And that's, that's a point where you're, you're, pushing beyond, um, you're pushing beyond who you are and just the little small prayers that, that you make saying, uh, God, would you do this, and God, would you do that? And you, you, you go into a place where you begin to push and you began to press, and you began to persevere, and you began to believe that God's going to make a way out of no way. God, I don't know when it's going to happen, but one thing I do know, it's going to happen. Some of you are praying for family. Some of you are praying uh, for job issues. Some of you in this room today, we're about to give up, but God has you here for a reason this morning. Giving up is not an option in the life of the believer. You need to dig your heels in. Amen. You need to put on a new attitude. You need to hear God saying to you that every promise I've spoken over you, every dream that I've placed in your spirit, every secret petition of your heart, the dreams that you haven't told anyone about, I still have intention of bringing them to pass. It's things that God puts into our lives that we haven't told anyone. Maybe you haven't even told your spouse. But God is a faithful God. And God will bring it to pass. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. But will with the temptation make also a way of escape and it's up to you to find the escape hatch it's up to you to find the way of escape and oftentimes we're saying god get me out of this job 
God, get me out of this marriage. God, get me out of this relationship. God, get me out of this financial difficulty. God, get me out of this this difficult time in life. And it's not so much in getting you out of the situation as you being delivered while you're in the situation. Amen. The three Hebrew boys weren't saying, God, get us out of the fire. And Daniel wasn't saying, Lord, get me out of the lion's den. They were saying, Lord, I'm going to praise you while I'm in the fire. Amen. I'm going to praise you while I'm in the lion's den. And the Lord showed up where they were. Amen. And everything was still the same. But when they came out, things were different. Amen. Can I tell you that if you'll hook up with Jesus while you're in the difficult times of life, when you come out, when you transition, amen, there's going to be a glory period, amen, where you you began to recognize and realize that God was with you all along. Amen. And God's ready to promote somebody in this room today. Don't give up on the promise. Don't let negative and discouraging thoughts talk you out of it. Get your fire back. Get your passion back. And yes, get your praise back. Amen. Get your praise back. Back. If God said he'll do it, God will do it. You've just got to be immovable, steadfast, abounding in faith. The Apostle Paul, who went through tremendous difficulties in life, um, is a picture to us of someone who stays true to God and themselves in the midst of difficult times. In Acts chapter 20 and verse 24, the, Paul, the Apostle Paul makes a statement in just six words. He says, none of these things move me. None of these things move me. So the question that we ask ourselves today is, what are these things? Well, these things are circumstances that look impossible. It's schoolwork that is overwhelming. It's life event, events that seem insurmountable it's people trying to talk you out of doing what God is encouraging you to do it's those negative and discouraging thoughts that come your way but the apostle Paul's his attitude was this he said I am not moved by what I see I am moved by what I know and I know that if God be for me who can be against me. I know that all of God's promises for me are yes and amen in him. Yes and amen means yes and yes, and in him means in Christ. So God has the final say. God has the final say in your life. So I must develop a new mindset. And understand that God supplies all my need according to his riches in glory. Maybe today you're faced with a teenager that, that really doesn't uh, want to live for God. Or maybe is going a different direction. Maybe it's a family member. Or maybe it's a, a son or a daughter that's out of the house. But they're not really living the way that they should be living. But you've made up in your heart today. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Can I tell you today, stay faithful. Keep believing that God is working for your good. That's immovable faith. You're not moved by your circumstances. 
up when things are up and down when things are down. Amen. Some of us are moved by what's happening around us. Amen. But you've got to have a faith that stands strong. You've got to know that you know that you know that you know that everything that God has promised in his word is already in your future. And it's already coming to pass. And God is making a way where there seems to be no way. Come on. Oftentimes, we get in the way of what God wants to do. Abraham did that with Hagar. And yet, the promise that God had made to Abraham was still sure. The promise was still real. He waited 25 years. But then God came to him again. And God gave Abraham a promise that he would have a child. In the natural, it was impossible. Look at your neighbor and say, it was impossible. He and his wife, Sarah, were nearly 100 years old. But it says in Romans 4 that Abraham did not waver in faith, but was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he would do. He was fully persuaded. And verse 19 says it like this. It says, he considered not. The weakness of his own body, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. See, the, the, the key to this immovable faith in our life is not to consider your circumstances. Because oftentimes your circumstances don't line up with where God wants to take you. I, I can tell you that this, the circumstances uh, like Sarah's womb might look dead. The financial report might look impossible. The medical report may say it's hopeless. Oftentimes when God calls us to do something for him, the resources to do it aren't there. But God says, listen, don't let your circumstances, don't let the lack that, that's in your life keep you from pushing forward to what I want to do in your life. Because God will provide for you. We've all had those people in our lives that say, listen, you'll never... Accomplish your dreams. You'll never do what you want to do. And if you only consider that, you'll get discouraged. Before long, you'll throw your hands up and say, what's the use? And doubt and fear will creep into your life. And you'll be living a life that is not full of God's purpose and God's promise and faith that God has for you. I'll tell you this that faith, when you look at faith, faith is staying sure to the promise of God. It's staying faithful when everybody else is falling off. It's staying faithful when the circumstances aren't very promising. It's staying faithful when a negative report comes your way. It's staying faithful and you know the Word of God is working for you when all the negative talk is working against you. Staying faithful. You've got to do like Abraham and say, I'm not just going to consider what my mind and my thoughts are telling me. I'm not going to consider just what the experts are saying. I'm not going to consider the size of my problem. I'm going to consider the size of my God. Amen. We've got a mighty, mighty God that we serve. Amen. How great is the God that you serve today? He spoke the world into existence. Hallelujah. He flung the stars to the far corners of the night. 
Amen. He is not limited by natural resources. And he has supernatural prevailing power. And so when you consider God, your circumstances don't have any dominion over you. And amazing things can happen for you when you consider God. Amen. You know, we live in a, we live in a world today where it's easy to overanalyze our issues. You know, we spend so much time analyzing the situation and looking at what Google says and all the facts and the figures. As a matter of fact, oftentimes we get a cold or we get an ailment and the first place we go is, is MedMD. Med, and we start looking it up and man, I mean, the prognosis on there could be um, anywhere from, you know, just a little small head cold to you're not going to make it, you know. And, and you've got to be real careful with with what you allow to come into your mind because we have so many facts and figures that can actually talk us out of what God can do. But if we would take more time considering God, we would see God show up and do supernatural things. Amen? Praise God. He parted the Red Sea for Moses. He stopped the sun for Joshua. Amen. He can do mighty things for you. Amen. He protected Daniel from the hungry lions. And he took five loaves and two fishes and he fed 5,000 people. Amen. Do you not think that God can do that for you today? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, he can do that for me. Praise God. Amen. God can do exceedingly abundantly. Philippians 1 and 6, the Apostle Paul says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. So what God starts, he finishes. Amen. And God doesn't create junk. And sometimes I feel like a junkie. Sometimes I feel like a piece of debris. Sometimes I feel like a piece of trash. Sometimes I feel like a threshold with everybody stepping over me, just a doormat. Come on. Many of you feel that way, maybe even today, and you came to church, and you just feel like life has forgotten you, and the devil's trampled you, and people have... have have taken advantage of you, and you feel like a piece of trash. But the Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until that day of Christ. Amen? So God's here to encourage you. You've got to become fully persuaded. Settled in mind. And know that you know that you know that God will make a way even when you don't see a way. In your future. It's important to us today. What we consider. James wrote it like this. In James 1-2. He says. My brethren count it all joy. When you fall into various trials. Knowing. That the testing of your faith. Produces patience. So if you're going through something today. Stay strong. Because God's developing patience in you. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. 
God's not holding anything profitable from you. But some of the greatest things that God has for us are in the arsenal of our future. And we're laying hold of it. We're staying strong. Amen. I may not be all that I need to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. Amen. And God has me in his hands and he's taken me to a specific place. Amen. Where he can equip me with every good thing. Perfect and complete in him. We often feel like we're lacking in life. I don't have what I need to be that husband I need to be. Or I don't have what I need to be the wife I need to be. Or I'm lacking in the tools to, uh, to be the employee I need to be. Can I tell you that God will take you as a young man or a young woman and you may not feel adequate to where God is placing you? Praise God. But if God puts you in a place and you feel inadequate for it, if God has put you in the place, he'll give you the tools needed as they're needed in your life. The fact of the matter is you've got to keep your mind. You've got to keep your heart. You've got to maintain your faith. You've got to watch your attitude. You've got to watch your mouth. Amen. Praise God. Don't let some things slip out that don't need to slip out. Don't let a bad attitude get a hold of you and keep you from God's best in your life. If God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. Praise God. Can I tell you who the who is? Can I tell you who the who is? The who is you. <laughs> You are the who that can stand in the way of what God wants to do. Amen. If God be for me, who you can be against you. Amen. But God is greater than the who. God can do great things in your life. Amen. But I got to keep myself in check. I've got to keep my mind in check. See, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. keep you from doing what God wants you to do. Amen. And so just as faith is powerful, so is doubt. Doubt is, you could look at it like this, is faith in reverse. It's going opposite of what direction God wants you to go. Amen. It's powerful. But can I tell you that faith is so great in our life. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that are unseen. Faith is the substance and hallelujah. When God brings it to pass, you can, look, you can go back and look and say, listen, I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the intellect. I didn't have anything that I needed, but God called me to this. God put a vision in my heart. Amen. God birthed this in my life. Amen. I didn't think I was going to make it. I didn't have what I needed. I didn't think I was going to make it through in the beginning, but I kept believing. I kept trusting. I stayed in faith. Amen. And now look at what God has done. Amen. Praise God. I believe God. And now God has brought it to pass in my life. Somebody give God a praise in this house. Maybe you're here today. Amen. And God has done great things for you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So instead of reading that medical report for the 50th time, amen, instead of getting on the internet for hours and Googling it, amen, amen, why don't you take a, take a time and just give it to God? 
Say, God, I'm, I'm going I'm to put it in your hands. Amen. I'm going to take a walk. And I'm, I'm, with every step I take, I'll say, Lord, I thank you for dying for me. I thank you, Lord, for making a way for me. Lord, I thank you for bringing me through this. Lord, I thank you for making a way out of no way. I've got to tell you that I, as a pastor, I've been, a, I've been up against some very, very difficult situations in my life. Very difficult situations. And, and there, there have been times that I wanted to give up. And the devil wants me to give up. Not give up, you know, entirely. I just kind of want to go sit among the stuff, you know, uh, like one of the prophets did. And I just want to sit in the back and I want to show up, pay my tithe and raise a, raise a hand and, and, and then exit out real quickly so I don't have to uh, be committed to anything. Come on, I'm talking to somebody, right? You've all been there. We've all done that. You say, Pastor, uh, you, you mean, you, mean you, you feel that sometimes? Oh, come on, man. I feel it every day. What are you talking about? That's the devil, amen, working to keep us from God's blessed. Amen. Amen. But can I tell you that the thing working against you sometimes is pushing to you towards what God wants to do in your life. Amen. And when the devil's working against you, the strongest, I want you to know, amen, that God is bringing you into the fullness of what he has for you. And, and there's been many times I wanted to give up. There's been many times that I wanted to lay down. There's been many times that I want to just say, hey, let somebody else do it. But God's called me to the task. God's called me to the journey. God's called me to the word, to be a student of the word. God's called me to preach the word. And can I tell you today, I am like Jeremiah. It is like fire shut up in my bones. I might go a week. I might go a month. I might go a year. But there's going to be some point in your life, amen, when God's going to begin to work in your life. And you're going to come back and say, man, I cannot stay here any longer. Amen. I got to allow God to work in my life. Amen. This fire in me, I can't shut it up. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So I'm here, to, I'm here today to tell somebody, don't give up. Don't give up and don't give out. Sometimes you've got to ignore that negative report. You know, Ron Cannoli, a song years ago, Sister McPeak, come if you would. He wrote this song years ago and he, he said, whose report will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. His report says, I am healed. His report says, I am filled. His report says, I am free. His report says, victory. I read the story the other day of, of a man who had been going through a tough time in his life and, and uh, just felt like he was living a mediocre life and he decided he was going to take his own life and I say this to say that we got to be careful about who we hang around with and who we take take encouragement or discouragement from he was sitting on the side of the bridge and he's just about to jump and and just take his own life and he was depressed he was discouraged and there was a man that ran up to him and he said please please don't jump let me, let me help you. Tell me about your problems. And for the next three hours, in great detail, he told the man all about his problems and all the things that were going on in his life. And at the end of three hours, they, they both jumped off the bridge. <laughs> and I said that to say that we've got to be careful where we get our information we got to be careful who we allow to 
speak into our lives. Jesus has the final say and Jesus has the final word. There was one day that Jesus and his, Jesus had found some men that were fishing and they were washing their nets on the seashore. And Jesus had asked to use their boat to launch out into the deep and to preach a message and they allowed it and then he came back and, and he told them, he says, why don't you cast out into the deep? And they said, Lord, we fished all night. We've not caught anything. So they were analyzing. They were thinking about it. We're professional fishermen. I've read the report. The weather report says the fish are deep and our nets don't go that deep. Or the fishing report says there's no fish in this area. They've all moved and migrated to another place in the, in the sea. And Jesus said, listen, he says, Cast out on the other side and you'll bring in a draught. And the Bible says this. They said, nevertheless, Jesus, at your word. At your word. They turned their mind off. They ignored their logic. They ignored their reasoning. They even let go of experience of what their mind was telling them. I'll tell you today that God is not always logical. God doesn't always work the way that we think he's going to work. But the Bible says they caught so many fish that their boat began to sink. I'm here to tell somebody today, don't talk yourself out of what God wants you to do. Don't talk yourself out of what God is instructing you to do. Don't talk yourself out of God's best for your life. Stand immovable. Stand with me if you would. You know, the angel of the Lord came to Mary and he said, you're going to have a son. And she had never known a man. And she said, how can these things be? And the angel of the Lord said, Mary, you're highly favored and God's going to give you a child without knowing a man. That which is birthed in you is going to be of the Holy Ghost. He will be the son of God. It seems far out. It seems like it can't happen. It seems like, like it's not going to come to pass. But she says, let it be so, even as you have said. Let it happen. I agree with you, God, that it's going to come to pass. Amen. We don't know how God's going to work, but we know God's going to work. We don't know how it's going to come to pass, but we know it's going to come to pass. And oftentimes we talk ourselves out of it long before God can bring us to it. I'm here to tell somebody, stay immovable. Stay strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Keep believing God against all the odds that come your way, knowing that God is working for you a great work. Amen. You can make it through. You can't be that person that God wants you to be. You can't be that saint of God God wants you to be. You can't be that wife or that husband that God wants you to be. Instead of asking God to move you from the employment situation that you're in, be the employee that God wants you to be in the midst of difficult circumstances. Say, God, I'm going to stay strong. 
I'm going to be faithful to you. When everything's falling apart around me, God, I'm going to be immovable. I'm going to be immovable, God. I'm going to stand strong in my faith because, God, you know what's best for my life. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. Because of you, this ministry is possible. If this encourages you, we ask that you subscribe to receive these podcasts or share them on your social stories and tag us at GPC Arkansas. I pray you have a good week.